The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Men on the face of the earth, Chase Madorsky and Alex Spector. Welcome to episode 19 of the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. It's Tanaka time here on the podcast. He's number 19 for the New York Yankees. And a very surprising all-star replacement, I thought. Let me thought. tell you, if anybody listens to this and hears you explain what show number it is, they have got to, at this point, understand that Tanaka wears 19. You would think, but... Are people about scooping? I just made the comment. I think Chase is getting stupider. We have a lot of California listeners, actually. My friends from school listen, and they even commented, how is Spectre's fantasy team not in first place? I lost this week by one. But no, my point... We won. Yeah! Winning streak. My point being is you open every show and you're like, oh, it's uh, number 17. Which Yankee wore 17? So if you haven't caught on by now, you need help. Yeah, but they might not know offhand that Tanaka's 19. Yeah, but you said Tanaka Day and then you were like, Tanaka wears number 19 for the Yankees. Like, we know, we know that part. All right. I appreciate it nonetheless. Editing. Explanations aside, uh, with Sam Beck, our producer, he is back from his week-long sabbatical taking business finance-related classes. And Alex Spector, my name is Chase Medorsky. We got the Home Run Derby live in about five minutes, so we're going to go right into that before we go to our usual spiel at the beginning. Um, so a little news with the Derby. Everyone was really stoked because we were going to get Christian Yelich in it, uh, the reigning NL MVP. He pulled out with some back issues, although as Sam pointed out, he pulled out of the Derby, but he's still playing in the game. Sounds a little suspect to me. I agree. think he's being a bit of a wuss. But needless to say, we won't get Yelich. Um, Athletics third baseman and our fantasy team third baseman, Matt Chapman, was named the replacement. Uh, so the first round matchups tonight, um, let's just start getting into them. Uh, so we got the two seed against the seven seed, Pete Alonzo versus Carlos Santana. Who do you guys have in this matchup? Hey, Pete. Well, let me just say about, about Matt Chapman. is that He's the most classic Oakland A's third baseman ever. He's like Donaldson before Donaldson. He's like Donaldson. Up. He's like Eric Chavez. They're all the same. They're literally the same guy. Alonzo, I got Pete. I think Pete's going to go to the finals. All right. And then this, to me, is the... You got Chase. I got Pete. All right. We all got Pete. Who's Pete going against? I didn't hear you said. Carlos Santana, the hometown favorite. He's on my fantasy He's playing in his hometown park, though. Do you think that gives him any bit of an edge? Harper won it in D.C. Justin Bohr that one year went off. Remember that? In Miami? You tell me... How are you going to tell me you're not a baseball fan if you just dropped a Justin Bohr reference? I am a baseball fan. That's why I do the show. I just don't know as much as, as, as... I don't know the freakish amount that you know. Nobody does, though. That means you're a normal fan. Well, I know. That's good. You have a healthy relationship. I, to you normal fans out there, I am you. Justin I'm just Bohr, the Jewish version. Justin Bohr, to answer your question, um, he is the first baseman for the Angels. That is hilarious. All right. Josh Bell against Ronald Acuna Jr., the 3-6 matchup. Ugh. You know, it's funny because we're we're I'm about to bet on Acuna for this, but 
I just think Josh Bell. I still think Josh Bell wins, but I'm going to go Acuna because I'm betting on Acuna. All right, so our Bovada Sportsbook official pick of the week. Um, this is our first actual live bet on air. Uh, Acuna is the biggest underdog in this entire pool. Are we allowed to live bet on air if we're in New York? It's okay. We're in New Jersey. It's, it's cool in Jersey, right? I don't care. If yeah, it's not we're in New Jersey. We're in uh, Sam's old apartment in Jersey City. So Acuna is plus eight hundred. Uh, we're gonna throw a fifteen spot, fifteen to win one hundred twenty bucks. Admit that? that makes us look poor. What? It's only fifteen bucks. Oh yeah, fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred dollars. The bet is in. Yeah, All right, so we got Acuna. Throwing <laughs> stacks on Acuna. Who also is my pick for the National League MVP, Dark Horse. We're going to get to that in a little bit. We're going to do who our first half award winners were and who we think is going to take home the award in the end. Go on one of your weird rants for a minute because this derby starts in a few minutes. I need to set up the TV. All right, well, I'm going to just yell to you the matchups in the yeah. meantime. Oh, yeah. All right, this this is – I would – a lot of times I just pull facts out of my ass. I'm the first one to admit that. But I would almost guarantee that this is the first matchup in Home Run Derby history and will be the only matchup in Home Run Derby history between two Jewish professional baseball players. Would you guys agree with that statement? I mean, that's, that's a fact. I have no idea, but uh, I think that like using, the, using your mind, just thinking about the history of sports, yeah, it's probably true. All right, so you got Alex Bregman, the four seed, against Jock Peterson, the five seed. Jock hits home runs like it's nobody's job, but... Give me Bregman. The guy is a big-time performer. Me too. Hold on one second, folks. Here's my point. I think that in the home run derby, you got to wait for the ball to land, right? So these guys who hit these long home runs actually don't stand as good a chance. That's why we like Acuna. It's like as much great as Josh Bellis, he's hitting home runs into the Allegheny River. Yeah, dude. And Bregman's the same way. Bregman hits these line drive. I think Bregman could. I mean, he's like a dark horse in this also. He was what? Plus, what's he even to win? I think he was plus 400. What I'm talking about. I just got some good news at work. You know when you do something right, that is always a good feeling. Um, it's nice when you get complimented on it every now and then. Well, I didn't get complimented. I just got told that it, it's all good. Anyways, don't worry about that. Um, my point being, Bregman hits lasers, but Jack's pretty good. Jack's got the lefty thing. I'm going to go uh, Bregman, though. All right, and our final matchup, and we have our guest picker, JB, on this one. The 1-8 matchup. It's not Yelich. Uh, it's Matt Chapman against Vladito, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. This is going to be my only upset of the first round. I think Vlad Jr. is going to smoke Chapman. Did you see... Well, it's not even an upset because it's supposed to be Yelich. But did you see uh, his home runs, his, like, uh, Vlad's batting practice? Those balls that? still haven't landed. Dude, oh my God. But that goes to your point, I though. Know. Balls still haven't landed. I know. You could, I could totally see Chapman like at like upsetting. I think the hype on Vlad Jr. in this is a little overrated, but I still think Vlad Jr. is going. All right, so that brings us to our second round matchup. Channel this thing on. I believe it's on ESPN. So we would have the one four matchup of, or excuse me, the four eight matchup then of Vlad Jr. versus Alex Bregman. Um, in that matchup, give me Bregman. I also like Bregman. All right, and then we got Pete against Acuna, the rising stars of the NL East. Um, I think we picked Acuna to win, but part of me just did that because I think it was a good value bet. I think Pete's going to beat Acuna. Well, that's annoying now because I think that Bell's actually going to beat uh, Acuna. I just did it for the bet. I Bell as well. The notebook says it. Yeah, give me Bell on that one, and then give me Bell against Alonzo here. Sam? Um, I'm taking Pete. All right, so for me in the finals, I got Bregman and Pete. Yo, what channel? You know what? Give on? me a Jew to win the whole thing. I'm gonna go with Alex Bregman. He's already got the World Series MVP. I think he might have won All Star Game MVP two years ago. 
Um, and I read a really... Did you read that athletic article with Bregman today, JB? No, I didn't read it. He's uh, one of the only successful major leaguers ever to come out of the state of New Mexico. Really? Yeah. Huh. So Alex Bregman is going to be your home run derby champion, in my opinion. Should have been on him then, because he's got, he's got like pretty good odds. Nah, Cunha was my first round pick in fantasy. And my pick to win it all, don't forget that. Um, For the record, I took Acuna with you guys, and I also put a little bit on a sprinkle of it on Juanito. There you go. Dude, what channel is this on? It's not on ESPN. Is it not? It should be. Didn't it used to be, uh, what's his name? Back, 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 back. back it's on ESPN. Berman. Berman. Wall. Back, 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 back. All I'm seeing is Summer League basketball. It'll we'll be on that. It'll be on in two minutes. All right, who do you guys have winning the whole thing? Give me Pete. Pete? Bell. Vladito. Oh, there we go. Alright, so we got you got Vladito winning the whole thing? Yeah. Alright, so we got four different picks. Um, and with our luck, it won't be any of them who win. I gotta mute this. Dude. You can't mute this song. Hold on. You make my heart sing. But how appropriate is it that, that the Home Run Derby stole our intro song for the podcast, even though we stole it from Major League and a million other places? Yeah. You see Athletic Article on Little Big League? Great read. Yeah, Verlander great. believes MLB juice balls. I agree with him. I agree as well. I think everybody agrees with that. You see the day before the game tonight, they're having players sign balls, and they're going to be thrown to them, so people are going to catch balls in this crowd and have the guy's autograph on it. Like Acuna was signing balls, you catch one of his home run balls with a signature on it. That's really cool. It's a cool actually. gesture. That is really cool. That's a good idea. See, these guys, they do this event really well. They do. It's the best all-star event I don't know. Did you watch the celebrity game yesterday when JR came up to the no, plate completely shirtless? <laughs> no, that couldn't be funnier. Um, I just think this event is so... Last year was so exciting. JB, you're the only one who maybe would have seen this at all. Did you see our boy uh, Garcia in the Futures game? Did he? Uh, strike out, pop out, pop out. Dude, untouchable. this guy's going to be really good for the Yankees. Which guy? Uh, Debbie Garcia. Oh, yeah, he was three like innings, right? Though. Doesn't matter. You can start for us. We need new pitchers. You see, they just sent them double A. They just moved them up one. It's incredible. 17 years old, no A. What a world we live in. All right, so with that in mind... Did you see the 15-year-old girl who's in the third round of the uh, Wimbledon? Didn't she lose today? She Did she lose? Yeah, she lost. Well, that's still really impressive. Good for her. You know what wasn't impressive? And I was due to go on this rant. I'm going to get out of, get it out of the way. What's the name of the diner around the corner? Comfort. Oh, All right. Oh so the Comfort Diner before, uh, me and Sam went there to get a quick bite to eat while we were waiting for Alex. And I'm going to be honest, it was anything but comfortable. Uh, we walked in, and we were pretty optimistic about our meal. Is this and, your Yelp review? Kind of. And then from there, our meal kind of turned into a sitcom. Uh, first off, have you ever eaten there? Yeah. Have you ever looked at, like, the Dr. Seuss they're books? Yeah, they're hysterical. So we, what did we sit under? The Boner Patrol? Uh, uh, let me, I think it's right Whatever we sat under, it was crazy. But then the next thing we knew... The pocketbook of boners, a rib-tickling ominous of schoolboy howlers. They're like kids set school on fire or something. So I'm picturing Ging Van yelling, Boners! Pocket full of boners! Yeah. But then the next thing we know, there's a group of, no exaggeration, 30 people that just walk in. More than that. Really? It was like a spaceship from outer space. All together? A spaceship from outer space is a bunch to... Yeah, Area 51 space. Inner space. Correct. So the next thing we know, you know, me and Sam order a bacon, egg, and cheese at Home Fries. Classic diner order. Really hard to mess up. You know in the mess hall spectrum when we were at camp mm-hmm. and you would have the eggs at the second table that looked like they were microwave eggs? Yeah. That's what we got for our bacon, egg, and cheese. Uh, that's not very good. Couldn't have been more disappointing. Yep. Bacon was a purplish black color. Ew. Really gross. How does that happen? 
I don't know. I went there three weeks ago. Couldn't have been better. Dude, yeah, but. so JP and I have been there a couple of times. We, we've had some good experiences. We went one time, and the food was like took a long time. It was super cold. That was the only like. There was not... one time we went where we were extremely hungover, and the waitress like brought us all, like pictures of waters like you guys. Yeah, she was unreal. Here. She and, there so nice. And there was this. There was like a Sunday afternoon at like in twelve thirty, and there was this probably like seventy five year old guy just sitting there reading the newspaper, eating an ice cream sundae. It was <laughs> unreal. One thing I will say though, chocolate milk was superb. Oh, yeah, dude. Great milk wow, great I love chocolate milk. Right. It was fantastic. I might go down and get a chocolate milk. Not right now. It was a four dollar chocolate milk. That said, but it was a good four dollar chocolate milk. Yeah. I felt much better about the chocolate milk than the bacon egg and cheese. All right. Well, you live and learn. I guess you'll never go back there. Oh, I will. But Sam rushed. See, Sam didn't let me look at the menu. Mm-hmm. He was never ins- looked at a menu at a diner. Yeah, it's a long time. You got to know what you're getting going in at a diner. You I didn't know what I wanted necessarily. You can't, I, it's a diner. I go at the diner. I'm getting one of three things. I'm either getting a sausage, egg, and cheese. Or bacon and cheese. It depends. What egg sandwich. That counts as generalization. Egg, egg sandwich. sandwich. Um, tuna melt. Interesting. Or patty melt. The chicken club looked really good. Somebody at the neighboring table got that. One I got a triple the, decker. One, there of, the, one of the Martians from outer space. No, this was the church group. What are you oh, making, yes. JB? Salmon. Damn. Tim Salmon, I'm making. Tim Salmon. Don't forget Tim Salmon. 2002 Angels. Good player. Scott Spezia. Remember him? Wow. He rigged in that World Series. Remember Troy Percival? Yeah, and Troy Gloss. Him and K-Rod were a great one. That was punch. really good. You know what? We were talking about like funny teams we're going to discuss next week that were good. 2002 Angels might need to be at the top of that list. Yeah, they were unreal. All right, so we are officially at the halfway point of the MLB season. Um, so that's Actually, we're not. We already passed that. If you're going by the games. That's Which true. I never understood. Just split it up. Half 50-50. You would think 81 games would be the no-brainer. Yeah, I don't understand that. All right, so we're about 80... They probably want to wait until after July 4th. So we're about 88 to 90 games into the MLB season, depending on what your rain schedule was looking like. So we're getting a pretty clear idea of what the MLB pick standings picture is looking like. And in the AL East, uh, against all odds, the Yankees are in first place, 57 and 31, six and a half games up on the Rays, 52 and 39. Sox hanging around, 49 and 41. Blue Jays and Orioles rounding out the division. I mean, the Yankees, this was an interesting week for the Yanks because mm-hmm. um, we looked good against the Mets, um, but the bullpen blew that one game. Um, I don't know how you feel about Zach Braden, but I'm at the point where every time he touches the ball, I'm terrified. You're pretty, you don't like Zach Braden, is that right? Uh, I, I like Zach Braden. I'm very in the middle on Zach Braden. Dude, I like him. I think that like he's one of those guys that's never, like you, he can load the base with no outs and he's never out of it because he just gets so many ground balls. And as weird as it sounds, it's like we split this series against the Rays, but in my mind, it was almost like we swept them. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that winning those first two and the extras were big, but then you lose in the bottom of the ninth, and then yesterday's game was ridiculous, too, I thought. I think, though, the positives of yesterday's game outweigh the fact that we lost. The fact that Paxton really turned in a great start, an ace-like start, honestly. Um, but the thing with Paxton that worries me is, did you see, they had a stat yesterday, his first inning ERA is like seven, and then it's like two-something the rest really? of the way. It makes odd. no sense. Have an opener start his games. Honestly, have Chad Green go the right. first and then just give it a back. I've been pitching this. Why do they keep doing this with guys who are going to go two or three innings like uh, Nestor Cortez? You've got a guy like Hap who struggles so much third time through the order. Let Chad Green get the first six batters. Let him face the bottom order three times. Like I, the they say that like it throws off their routine, but there's no way. Like Grow up. Don't let it throw off your routine. Just figure it out. You're getting paid $20 million. Figure it out. Yeah, no, I am. Like, um, <laughs> like, fix your routine. I totally agree with you. <laughs> like, you kidding me? 
And I think looking at the rest of the division, you know, I think the Rays proved that they're going to hang around. Um, Charlie Morton, you know, watch, yeah. did you watch that game at yeah, all yesterday? Yeah, good. I mean, I don't think I've ever, maybe other than Jamie Moyer, seen a guy who in his early to mid-30s just transform his career like this. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, first of all, I didn't realize he was that old. But, he got um, released a few years ago. I know. And then he, you know, latched on with the Astros. But some of the movement on those pitches he was throwing yesterday oh, yeah. was out of this world. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, I didn't watch a whole lot of the game, but... Um, Listen, he's, I mean, he's probably their best starter this year that's still healthy, right? Yeah, Glass now was great. Yeah. Um, and then for the Red Sox, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, they announced Nate Evaldi's going to be the closer when he gets back, which on some level I agree with, although you're not paying him $17 million a year the next couple years to be your closer. Dude, also, like, you're paying him $17 million, but, like, you didn't want to pay Kimbrell, and here you got this guy who's coming off two Tommy John surgeries, and now you're going to make him throw as hard as he can 60 times. Like, come on. That doesn't make any sense. And that's why I think the Red Sox will be some of the most interesting buyers of the deadline. Um, they're very interested in Matt Boyd of the Tigers. Just read today that they're among teams interested in Zach Wheeler. Yeah. They'll probably, the, Red, the Mets will probably trade Zach Wheeler to the Red Sox. I could still see that happening. It's just the Red Sox, you know, between the Chris Sale trade, um, even the Evaldi trade last year, I mean, the farm system uh, is pretty barren at their point. At this is point. it? They were actually ranked as a bottom three farm system coming into the year. Really? Well, you look at the team. Bogarts is homegrown. Betts, Benatendi. You know, all their homegrown guys, Michael Chivas now, mm-hmm. are all up in the majors. Devers. And Devers and everyone else they traded. Wait, want to hear something not related to bas- or baseball, but related to basketball? It's kind of funny. LeBron. 12 teams are going to be in attendance at Monte Ellis and Amari Stoudemire's Las Vegas workout on Monday. How Amari's in the big three. That would be a big loss to that league. And Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis is only 33. He could come back, dude. Is that true? He's only two years older than Steph. Monte didn't play in college. He was an eighties high school draft pick. That's crazy. Damn. Bring back Monte Ellis, Knicks. (laughs) You watch. Let's do it. Good thing I'm a Nets fan. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Back to baseball. All right. So in the New York Yankees and Minnesota have acquired about a Stroman and Giles package. Is that in the notes? No, because that uh, that that's a fairly recent development. Um, But that would be a move for the Yankees. I mean, we we made a trade with the Blue Jays last year for Hap. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what we would have to give up, I mean, look, I hate Ken Giles as a person, but as a pitcher, he's been great this year. And, I mean, you have a bullpen once Batances comes back with Chapman, Chad Green, Britton, Canely, Adovino, Ken Giles, and Batances. Pretty good. That's unbelievable. You just got to get Chad Green to start pitching well, and then you get the other guy to come back and actually be healthy. Oh, I thought you were talking about Holder. No, Holder's out. He was really good last year. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just don't get what happens to these guys. They they change one thing by like a centimeter in their delivery, and all of a sudden they're not even remotely the same pitcher. It's and that's, so strange. And, and that's why you're seeing now the market for relief pitchers has completely reset. Teams yeah. are so hesitant to give the money that we gave to Chapman, that the Dodgers gave the Jansen. I think a great example of what you just said is Wade Davis in Colorado. They gave him four for, I think... $71 million, and I don't even think he's going to make it as their closer for the end of the season. Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz is terrible. At least Edwin, though, I mean, the prospect hall side. That was an all-time prospect hall that they gave up. And what are you doing with the banana, JV? I'm freezing some bananas in my shakes in the morning. Good move. Look at this guy go. Dude, frozen bananas, by the way. Frozen berries, too. Oh. Yeah, but if you ever eat just like a frozen banana, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, an ice cream I popsicle. I hate frozen grapes, but on the topic of grapes, because I brought it up, have you had cotton candy grapes yet? No, what no. is that? They t- they're grapes. They're expensive, but they taste just like cotton candy. And I've never had anything like it. Really? It's literal They got candy. them at the Amish market. They have it at the uh, Grand Central market for a bag. It's 20 bucks. 
They're so I got 20 good. bucks. Oh, sorry. That's sorry. Okay. We're done. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's, it's all good, apparently. <laughs> Anyways, um, that sounds pretty good. We should get those. Sponsored by Cotton Candy Grapes. <laughs> Try Cotton Candy Grapes. I swear to God. You're what an ad. That was an amazing ad. <laughs> Yo, let's reach out to the, let's see who's a cotton candy grape distributor and they're going to sponsor our next show. All right, while you look this up. um, Cotton candy burrito. Oh my God. Oh, that I've actually seen. It's a cotton candy wrapped in ice cream. Oh my God. Or other way around. It's ice cream wrapped wrapped in cotton candy. Dude. (laughs) That looks unreal. It's a stoner's dream. Holy God. Wow. Sending this to my family group chat right now. All right. It's in Vegas. Of course it is. It's a good excuse. We're going to Vegas. So ride. All right, AL Central. Um, the Twins have been dominating this division all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fifty-six and thirty-three. They still have the second best or the third best record in the American League. Um, but all of a sudden, the Indians are really have made this a race. They're only five and a half back at fifty and thirty-eight. White Sox at forty-two and forty-four are in third. Tigers and Royals bringing up the rear, way way below five hundred in the bottom. Uh, a couple points I want to make about this division that I want your thoughts. Mm. If you're the White Sox right now. Um, you're probably like a 500 team this year. Mm-hmm. But say you bring a Abreu back. Um, I read an interesting point today. If you're the White Sox, is it worth it to trade some of your veterans this year and take a little bit of a step back this year to then take two steps forward next year? Mm-hmm. If you're the White Sox? Yeah. What are you in terms of like trading Abreu or something? No, so I'll give you an example. Like Their closer, Alex Colomb, has like a 170 RA. Mm-hmm. They're not going to... He's signed through next year, but for a team like the White Sox, having a, a great closer does nothing right now. No. Do you think it's worth trading him right now? Maybe lose a few more games this year, but then next year when you get Michael Kopech and some more young guys back, you set yourself up even more for the future. Yeah, I mean, I think a, like a, closer, a closer is like the perfect thing to trade at the deadline because like they're... It's how often do you find like a world class closer that's world class for a long time. Guys but stumble he, into but it. Teams will trade you a ton to win right now with a guy who's good this year. The classic example of stumbling into a championship closer is the San Francisco Giants. Mm. Brian Wilson, and then when Brian Wilson stopped, it was Sergio Romo, mm-hmm. Jeremy Afdel. You just you throw guys in there, you throw yeah. the hot hand in there. Yeah. No, exactly. So like I think and like listen, these guys they stay hot for a full year. So sure, trade them to a team that needs a closer, the Red Sox, and. Um, and yeah, get some pieces back. Don't, don't, don't trade them. Don't trade them to the Red Sox, but like, I, that's a team that would make sense. So if you're the Indians front office right now, um, you are you're very much in the playoff hunt. Yeah, one six in a row. Um, looking at the wild card race. Look at me knowing that. Right now, they are a half game back of the Rays for the second wild card spot, and a game and a half up on the A's uh, overall in the wild card. Um, the Yankees are really scouting Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. They sent their top scout to watch him pitch this past weekend. You know what? You had a point, JB? Tim Nairon. Tim Nairon. Um, we're in an int- The Indians are in an interesting spot in that they're going to get Kluber back. They're going to get Danny Salazar back. Um, Carlos Carrasco, um, who we send our best wishes to, he was diagnosed with leukemia the past week. He's been out for a good chunk of time at this point, and now we know why. Um, maybe you get him back at the end of the year. Who knows at this point? Um, Jose Ramirez is finally starting to hit. Um, so if you're the Indians, do you say... We're going to trade Trevor Bauer, probably at his peak value with a year and a half left, and try to get a little more offense and retool for the next few years? Or do you say, screw it, we're going to give it one more run with this team and see what we can do? I think you give it one more run with this team. They're good, man. And they're still in, the, they're still in it. They're getting hot. 
Um, like, why would you sell if you have a chance to win? I mean, once you get Kluber back, and you, if they can get out of the wild card game, which again, we as Yankee fans know especially, it's such a crapshoot that game. But if you can get into a five or seven game series and you're able to throw out some combination of Kluber, Carrasco, or Kluber, Trevor Bauer, and newly minted AL All-Star Shane Bieber. Can we give me a little credit on that, please? That was your boy from the get-go. I said in the beginning, I said he was going to win the Cy Young. He might not win the Cy Young, but he's an All-Star. I think if you're the Indians, you can't give up. Who knew that was coming? Me. I'm good at this stuff. I low-key know this sport pretty well. People, people sleep on that. There you go. Uh, in the AL West, the Astros are still in first, 57-33. and 33. But like I said a few weeks ago, the A's are beginning their summer run. Uh, they're 50-41, and 41, a game and a half back in the wild card standings, 7.5 uh, in the division. Rangers staying in there, 48-42, and 42, nine games back. Angels, 45-46, and 46, and then the Mariners in last, 39-55. The A's, it'll be interesting uh, what veteran that they go after. It seems right around now the A's always get the veteran on the scrap heap. Uh, that ends up making a huge difference for them down the stretch. And um, right now, if you're an Angels fan, you're hovering around 500. Maybe they'll be buyers at the deadline, too. I feel like they have to be buyers endlessly now. They just paid Trout so much money. But if you're a Mike Trout supporter, we say it every year, all the Angels need to do for Trout to win the MVP is finish around 500. And right now, they're looking like they may finally hold up their end of the bargain. I know, but that's not like the kind of career, that's not what you pay him to do. It's like you're not paying him $400 million to be 500. So they got to take a step back and figure out what the right decision for them is. Do they play long term that they have trout for so long, or do they try and actually win some games? I think they're probably going to play the long term. One of their guys in the Futures game, their top prospect, Joe Adele, who's also an outfielder. Joe team. what? Joe Adele. All right. Like Adele the singer. and Bieber? Damn. Well, no, Adele is with the Angels, unfortunately. It's cool, though. I got what you're getting at. But the Angels, for the first time in a while, have a pretty decent farm system. Uh, So we'll see what happens with them. Uh, Moving along to the National League, Braves in first in the East, 54 and 37. Uh, The Nationals making me look less and less like a moron for picking them every day. 47 and 42, they're in second place. And if the season ended today, they would be hosting the NL wildcard game. Um... Phillies in third, 47 and 43. Mets 40 and 50. Marlins 33 and 55. Looking at this division, I think the Braves, Nats, and Phillies in some capacity all need to be buyers. Yeah, agreed. Braves need more pitching. I think for the Braves, the clear guy to go after with that farm system is Mad Bum. Mm -hmm. Grew up in North Carolina, was a Braves fan. Um, I don't believe he's on their no trade list. Yeah, but the no trade list doesn't matter. That's such a that's such. A it's nonsense. leverage for him. It's for yeah. him to earn extra a few million dollars, exactly. which I don't blame Mad. Yeah, for. no, I think it's smart. Um, and then for you, the Nationals, you're in an interesting spot because they're a few million dollars oh, did away. You know, did you know that you get thirty seconds more for two home runs, four hundred forty feet or longer? Yes, I didn't know that I rule. Keep rules Uh-oh. because I played MLB the show, and that was a rule. I mean, that. that's like a. Does that change our logic for the moonshots? Yeah, a little bit. Because you get more time now because the ball's hanging up there longer. I didn't know that. Good food for thought. Hmm. Um, if you're the Nationals, you're in a tough spot because Anthony Rendon's going to be a free agent. Um, and Anthony Rendon finally made his first All-Star game but is now not playing in it. Um, he's going to rest up from a few injuries. Um, but if you're the Nats, you have all this money tied up in the pitching. You're going to have to pay Rendon. Um, and they're a few million away from crossing the luxury tax for the third straight year, at which point for every dollar over the luxury tax, it's a 50% tax on that dollar. Hmm. So say you trade for I'm gonna just throw Mad Bum out there, you know, for five million dollars you're then paying an extra, you know, upwards of two to three million for every dollar there. You're saying if the if the Nationals were to get him. Oh, for Mad Bum? No, they're not. They're not gonna be able to. 
And for the Phillies, I don't know what they're going to do because they spent $500 million the past two off-seasons. Yeah, um, granted, so much of that is tied up in Harper. Um, did you see all these All-Star game like uh, murals that were painted around Cleveland, which had all the stars of the game, and Harper's in one of, a, a bunch of them, and he's not even in the All-Star game? Really? Very, very bad advanced planning yeah, um, by the MLB. One, so for the Phillies, I mean, you have to be buyers. I just don't know who you're going to be a buyer for at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, like, what they need a lot. I mean, they're pitching. Ariad is hurt, hurt now, yeah, but he might but, be out for the year. They said at which least stinks. He's on my fantasy team. But he did say he was going to put a dent in Todd Frazier's head, which is badass. It is pretty badass. But how can you hurt Todd? What's yeah. his issue with Todd? He hit him. So Jake Arrieta in his last start before it was announced, he uh, had bone spurs in his elbow, which mm-hmm. is what he's getting surgery for. Mm-hmm. He just had no control. Um, he hit three Mets with changeups, mm-hmm. and Todd Frazier took issue to him when both teams were issued warnings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he thought maybe Arietta was throwing at him. Look, if Arietta's going to throw at these guys, he's not going to hit him with changeups. No. Um, but Frazier took an issue, and Arietta pretty much said, "If Todd Frazier has something to say to me, he could say it to my face. I'll put a dent in his head." Not anymore. You got a dent in your elbow. There you go. Uh, moving to the NL Central, this division is looking more and more like it's going to be division winner or bust. Um, you got the Cubs in first, 47 and 43. Brewers a half game back, 47 and 44. Cardinals at 500, only two games out. Pirates, 44 and 45, only two and a half out. And the Reds are five games below 500 at 41 and 46, but are only at a very reasonable four and a half games out within the division. These teams are all so mediocre. Yeah, and, and I think it's frustrating, the most frustrating in this division uh, for two teams, if you're a Cardinals fan and if you're a Cubs fan. Uh, the Brewers, we knew were going to have their shortcomings. You know, the pitching mm-hmm. staff from the get go. Uh, you know, Brandon Woodruff did end up making the all-star team. We talked about him getting snubbed last week. Mm-hmm. And they have Hater, but rotation-wise, there's not a ton in between. Um, but if you're a Cubs fan, I think this has got to be the most disappointing because, yeah, Bryant, uh, Wilson Contreras, Rizzo, you know, you got all these hitters, but then Kyle Schwarber's regressed a little bit. Um, and the pitching just seems like they have not fully gotten their act together yet. Yeah, well, they were doing so well to start the game. That's why they were hot. But now, uh, you know... They, you're right. They've struggled a little bit recently, and so this is. Remember, we were saying this at the beginning of the year. They're going to live or die by their pitching. The pitching hasn't been so great recently. So, and it's interesting too because the team is in first place. And Theo Epstein said, if we don't start winning soon, there's going to be sweeping changes. But I don't know how many sweeping changes they're going to be able to make because they're not going to give up Contreras. I forgot to mention Javi Baez before Rizzo, Brian, all these guys on team friendly deals. And you look at the pitching staff. You know, Quintana's been a good quality start guy. They're not going to be able to move Darvish. They're not going to move Cole Hamels. I don't know how many moves there are to make for the Cubs. No, I mean, and they're still in first place. And that's the thing. And this division's so mediocre that, like, they're probably going to win this division still, realistically. Like, these other teams aren't good. They don't have the pitching. They st- the Cubs still have the best pitching in this division. I agree. And moving Are the Reds going to trade my boy? Castilla? No. It's my boy. He's he's an ace for a while. Did you see their cutoff sleeve jerseys yesterday? Yeah, I looked on I've never seen a human being look bigger than Yasiel Puig. And Dude, I'd love to see Voy in a cutoff jersey. Voy's been wearing the cutoff hoodie. I know he looks like Belichick style. I don't think the cutoff jersey could contain Luke Voit. Is this so? Peterson's doing pretty well here, right? He's I think at fourteen. The All Star game has uh, tank tops, like uh, sleeveless. Really? So look, you can see like the catcher and the pitcher. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It's true because I did read a tweet saying, "Man, I wish Luke Voigt got named to the team." It's still kind of he wouldn't be able to participate anyway because he's hurt, but it still does blow my mind that he wasn't named as a replacement for somebody. Did Alec Burke sign with the Warriors? He's still in the league. That's so funny. Sorry, more basketball. It's okay. Uh, And then moving to the NL West. It's the Dodgers and everyone else in the National League. They're in first, 16-32. Um, it was the quickest 
I believe I read in baseball history for a team to get to 60 wins. Um, D-backs in second, 46 and 45. Padres in third, 45 and 45. Rockies and Giants rounding out the division. You know, if you're these Diamondbacks, really through the Rockies, you're in probably the toughest situation of any team in baseball because you're not going to catch the Dodgers. Um, But you look in the wild card um, race, you know, the D-backs are a game and a half out. Rockies are two and a half out. Um, You know, those teams are in the hunt. If you're those teams, you say we're going to go all in to maybe play, you know, say the Nationals and Scherzer in the wild card game, or do you sell and start to move towards next year a little bit? I think you sell. Like, none of these teams are that good. The Padres already have a future plan. The Rockies have all these guys, but they always have all these guys. So they should just trade everyone. I think that like the like they sh- I think they should all be sellers. None of these teams have a future yet. Yeah, I'm with you. I do think those teams should all be sellers. Uh, we just had the first on a podcast. Uh, we had to do a mid-podcast pause. Uh, and this, to me, is my favorite part about doing a podcast versus live radio. Um, I had to take a massive dump from that mediocre bacon, egg, and cheese that I had. Uh, and the beauty of podcasting is we were able to pause it in the middle, and I was able to go take care of my business. And now we're picking up like we never stopped. And none of you would have known if we didn't if we didn't uh, mention it on air. But Chase is good to have mentioned it on air because I would have mentioned it on air. You know, and we haven't talked about Chase's bowel movement. And it feels like months. So. You gotta own up to your own dumps. That's the first thing I've learned. Smelly farts in your own dumps. Yep, I'm with you on that. All right, so moving along to the league leaders going into the All Star break. Um, batting average, we have a pair of New Yorkers. Uh, AL, you got DJ LeMay, he was 336. NL, Jeff McNeil, 349. Home runs, Mike Trout is the most home runs ever by an Angel heading into the break with 28. Yelich in first in the NL with 31. Um, quick note on the NL home run leaders. It is the first time, um, the second time in baseball history, excuse me, um, that three players in one league are heading into the break with 30-plus homers, um, joining the 98 trio um, of Greg Vaughn, Sammy Sosa, and Mark McGuire are Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger, and Pete Alonzo this year. Any thoughts on that one? No. Honestly, I was texting about our gambling. I didn't hear anything you just said. Sorry. I respect your honesty. Seriously. ALRBI. Sounds impressive. RBI leaders, you got Trout in first in the AL 67. Josh Bell with a whopping 84 RBIs in the NL. Um, that is a huge number. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving to the pitching side of things, I'll just ask you this. Who would you have said was more unlikely to be leading the league in wins going into the break? Lance Lynn or Lucas Giolito? Uh, Lance Lynn, former Yankee. He was pretty terrible the last couple of years. Yeah. So, when the but, Rangers gave him that contract, I made fun of them, but it's paid off. They're yeah. leading the AL with 11. In the NL, uh, Greinke, Strasburg, Ryu, and Woodruff leading the NL with 10 wins. Um, ALERA leader Charlie Morton with 2.32. Ryu still in front with a pretty wide margin in the NL, 1.73. AL saves leader Chapman, 24. Kirby Yates way in front in baseball with 30 saves for the Padres. Former Yankee. And your war leaders, Trout, 5.9 in the AL. Bellinger, 6.6 in the NL. Uh, any quick thoughts or reactions to that one? Trout's so hot right now, and they still stink. It's yep. unreal. CeCe's getting on at the All-Star game. That's pretty cool. First I pitch. love that, man. I love that. So here's something I want to bring out to the whole group, and it's something that um, Ken Rosenthal has been a big proponent of because somebody like Fernando Tatis Jr., who is having an unbelievable first half, uh, he got left off the all-star roster. What would you guys think of every year if they had two designated spots for the AL and the NL for a living legend spot, kind of like with D-Wade and Dirk this year in the NBA game, as well as a rising rookie? Yeah. Well, I don't know about the rising rookie, but wow, he just hit that 476 feet. Like, I think a great example for that also would be like, look, Albert Pujols is so past his prime, but like fans would still love to see him in a game like this. Yeah. Who would you put in the NL? 
This year? I have no idea offhand. Because Pujols will play another year, so I guess you put CeCe this year for the AL. Yeah, you Pujols, do like, yeah. Pujols and Miel Cabrera in the AL coming up. But regardless, and it would allow somebody like in the AL like... Dude, he is absolutely... I'm going to throw out Domingo Herman in the AL just because, you know, he's a Yankee. Yeah. Or Alvarez for the Astros, I think, is a great example. You know, these exciting young guys, it would just allow them to have this platform. Even Vlad Jr., who we're watching right now live in the Derby, just absolutely mashed the ball. Like, why wouldn't we want to see this guy if the All-Star game is a showcase? Why not have a guy like this? Well, well they should do, like, the real rising stars like they do in basketball. They still do that in basketball? Mm-hmm. Like the first and second year guys? Freshman, the yeah, they should do that. Isn't now in the NBA it's U.S. versus the world? Yeah. yeah. The MLB just flipped that. It used to be uh, U.S. versus the world. Now it's AL versus NL. When was it U.S. versus the world in that? Bit? In the Futures game. Oh. But now they wanted it to be more inclusive. Also, the fact that they get timeouts in the Home Run Derby, I don't like this one bit. Love it. You do? Strategic. I don't like this. I'm all in. I mean, it keeps them fresh, more homers, and they show more commercials. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's it, Everybody wins when they do this. All right, I'm going to ask this more to JB because I think he's going to have the best opinion on this. Uh, JB, I'm going to read off some of the guys who were All-Star Game replacements, and uh, I'd like your thoughts on how you think they should be on the team. Um, so Jake Odorizzi, Hunter Pence, and Tommy Lastella were out. Um, Jose Berrios, <laughs> bless you. Brandon Lowe and Xander Bogarts were in. Uh, personally, I think Berrios was very deserving for the Twins. I think Bogarts should have made it from the get-go. One guy I did take issue with, uh, no knock on Brandon Lowe. He's having a very good rookie year. Um, that beep? But the fact that Brandon Lowe made it over Glaber Torres initially, Glaber is now on the team, was crazy for me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Glaber's been an absolute stud. And Brandon Lowe is like good, but like Glaber's just simply better. Plus, if it's Yankee or the Rays, it's the All Star Game. Is Everyone's it, watching. Get the Yankee. Is it because Glaber? Is it because Glaber played shortstop for a lot of the season? I don't know because at that point, like Brandon Lowe played second base. You know, at a certain point, you're just naming it's utility middle infielder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, otherwise, I was very surprised. I don't know about you that Tanaka was named to this All Star team. Yeah, he did not deserve it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, Tanaka, when he's been good, has looked really good, but the bad has been really bad. Uh, Brandon Woodruff is on the team. Glad to see that. Um, Max Muncy made it. Good to see Max Muncy, you know, fully completing that rise from the 37 homer year last year to now an all star this year. Uh, and Shane Bieber's in. That's Great my guy. to see Shane Bieber. I'm, you know, I'm all in on that guy. Uh, the last guy, too, Liam Hendricks, is another guy like Max Muncy. Big I'm success good, story. Uh, went from getting released in spring training last year to now an all-star for the A's. And Alex, what would you call him? To me, it's the most typical Oakland A's pickup you can get. Who? Liam Hendricks. Oh, Guy yeah. they picked up a scrap heap, and now he's the all-star. Yeah, it's classic. Guy figures one little thing out in Oakland, and, and then they trade him for a ton. So a guy who feels like he's been around as long as the All-Star game uh, is John Sterling for the New York Yankees. And this will probably be the only time we really talk about commentators on the show. Um, But I just thought it needed to be noted that after the Subway Series on Tuesday, um, Sterling took off the four-game series against the Rays to rest up a little bit. He's 81 years old. Um, This was the first time in 5,060 games that John Sterling was not calling a Yankee game dating back to 1989. Dude, uh, first of all, Ruko did a great job replacing him. Ruko did a great job. Second of all, did you know he has four kids in college right now? Yeah. Well, he yeah. he, he uh, had to fly back from England like super early right after to see three of his kids graduate from high school. That's what I mean. How crazy what is that? The, 81 years old. That means is, he's a stallion. Yeah, or they're someone else's. It's true. So, but anyways, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't like to take the uh, pessimistic ap- approach, but Andrew Spector calling on yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not going to answer that. I think Andrew Spector, the second he's in New York, we got to get him on this podcast. No. You don't think so? No. Why not? He, that means I have to hang out with him. Oof. 
That's harsh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you guys kind of you mentioned Ryan Rucco before I did. Um, listening to Rucco, do you guys think that he's the guy once Sterling hangs it up? One hundred percent. He's going to get hangs it up first. Yeah, he's going to get one of those jobs. He'll probably get Sterling will probably hang it up first. He'll take his job. Michael K retired because K has the radio gig where he works from noon to five. Why would he stick around doing games with so much? Well, he's traffic? got his throat thing all of a sudden. And, and he has young kids. Yeah, I think well, so does Sterling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think my takeaway from you know K being hurt, uh, being hurt, not calling the past few games on TV for yes, um, it's a real bummer that Ken Singleton's going to be done after this year. You know, the fact that we got an extra year out of him this year was great, but Ken is really good. I Ken, Ken is good. Um, did you did you guys watch the game yesterday and listen to Flaherty at all? Then Flaherty's whole rant about Pedro. No. So Pedro's calling the game for TBS, and mm-hmm. Flaherty's talking about how you know Pedro pretty much when he was you know when Flaherty was a Yankee he was pegging anybody he could with the fastball, right. and Flaherty had never met him in person. And before Flaherty could like give him crap, Pedro beat him to it and shook his hand and said, "Hey, John, it's great to see you." Huh. And John said he was like, "I was frozen. There was nothing I could do." Pedro's beast. Pedro is a beast. But do you think there are a lot of players like that, like Pedro, who had the mean streak in their career? That there's guys now who like on the back end that want nothing to do with them. Um, probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, guys that, yeah. I mean, I can't think of anybody. Like you, I'll give you head, another example. Like, do you think there's people who are just like, F Roger Clemens, I never want to see this guy? 100%, dude. Roger Clemens is probably an asshole. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Clemens. Bonds, too, dude. Like, not, I mean, he's not hitting anybody with pitches, but, like, he, people probably hate him. A-Rod? These guys that are just, like, assholes. Ready for him? Another Yankee. Hit it. What's his deal? He was such a gamer and didn't give a shit about anybody else. Yeah, but at the same time, though... He's a nice guy, though. Vlad Jr.'s off. Don't forget, Pettit Pettit was a good enough guy that I feel like he's pretty much gone in the past for admitting to taking steroids. Yeah. So I think that's got to be taken into consideration also. Um, But Pettit was a gamer, and all of these guys we're going to talk about now are gamers. Uh, We're going to give out our first half awards across baseball um, and also make our second half predictions, and that's what's going to lead us out of the show today. Uh, So AL MVP... Um, I mean, DJ LeMahieu was out of this world the first half. No I mean, doubt in my mind, he's the MVP of the first half. He's the MVP of the Bold first half. Anyone else. Um, but all that said, as great as LeMahieu was, and I'm as big a Yankee homer as you get, uh, Mike Trout right now, the season end today, I'd give the AL. Team Dude. sucks. Team's under LeMahieu's, LeMahieu's on pace to hit for 340 with 25 homers, 24 homers, and 125 RBIs. Dude, I'm out on the war. You know me. I don't like the war thing. If your team's not winning, then you're not then you got to figure something out. I'm just saying, I agree. If LeMahieu, you know, LeMahieu, if he finishes the year like this and does hit 25 homers like he's on pace for, I think is a real shot. That said, though, Angels are around 500, and Trout is leading the league in home runs, RBIs, walks. He's walked more than he struck out. He's leading the league in on-base slugging, OPS, total bases, yeah, a, and intentional walks. He's got, the team has no chance of making the playoffs. DJ LeMahieu plays four different positions, is the leadoff hitter on the best team in the American League, Scores more than anybody, gets the most clutch hits, and there's no way that Trout's got. Yeah, there's no way Trout has more clutch hits than him. I bet you, Lemay, he's got better batting average runs than scores. Why is my brother calling me twice in five minutes? <laughs> Clearly, I didn't answer for a reason. <laughs> Anyways, um, probably just wants to talk about DJ Lemay. Yeah, he can fuck himself. Like, he answered my call yesterday when I called him. Anyways. Um, I think Le- I, I'm. You know me. Listen, I mean, Trout probably wins because of the whole war thing. But I'm out on war. I think that if if he was so much better, Specter's a piece guy. He's player, out on war. 
If he was be- if he was nice. if he was so much nice. better above the replacement <laughs> player, then this team would be in the playoffs. Bonds led his team to the playoffs when they had nobody else. So why can't Trout do? Yeah, I mean when Bonds led the, and I agree on some level. I mean when Bonds led that team to the World Series, though. All that said, I mean Jeff Kent won the MVP with Bonds. Yeah, he didn't a good player, so it's two good players. Shh. Okay. There's some other good, like decent That's players. That's true. crushing the ball. I mean, like, like, come on, like this team isn't remotely close to the playoffs. Well, they just have a complete inability to get the pitching down for whatever reason. They spend so much money on it, but poorly. God, Harper's dad is massive. Yo, JB, Harper's dad looks just like Jeff Plotkin. Yeah, holy shit. I hope they show that again. You gotta look that up. All right, NL MVP. Uh, I mean, we're going to give honorable mentions to your boy, Ronald Acuna, Arnano, and Pete Alonso. Let's just get right to it, though. Bellinger or Yelich? Yeah, it's Bellinger. I mean, he's the best player on the best team. I think Bellinger right now, I think when all is said and done, though, it's going to be Yelich. I agree. If they make the playoffs, it's Yelich for sure. All right, AL Cy Young. So I picked Justin Verlander to win it, um, and he's starting the All-Star game tomorrow. Um, I think he's in the hunt. Mike Miner's in the hunt. Um, but my first half AL Cy Young winner is going to be Charlie Morton. Um, as great as Verlander's been, he's given up home runs at a career rate, um, career high rate. Morton's 10 and 2, 2.32 ERA in the AL East. Uh, he's got a 1.03 WHIP, best ERA in the AL. He struck out 142 batters, which is 11.3 Ks for nine. And for what it's worth, he passes the eye test. Um, I think Verlander, when all is said and done, is going to win it. I just think you know he's a gamer and he has that Hall of Fame pedigree. But for the first half, my Cy Young winner is Charlie Morton. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I think that. He's got the best stats of anybody in, in the American League in terms of pitching, so he should be it. Team team does well. All right, moving to the pitching in the National League. Um, Granky's been great. Your boy Castillo's been great. And two weeks ago, I would have said no question this is Ryu's award to win. Uh, and then Max Scherzer put up maybe the best month I've ever seen outside of Jake Arrieta's August-September, the year he won the Cy Young with the Cubs. Um, Scherzer right now I think is going to run away with the Cy Young. So do I. You know, 9-5, and five, his record's looking better and better by the day. 2-3 ERA, .982 whip. He's leading the league in innings, 181 strikeouts. He's on pace for back-to-back 300 strikeout seasons, which is unbelievable. Uh, K-to-walk ratio of 7.87, which leads me to this question. Um, Scherzer, it's looking likely more and more by the day that he could win his fourth Cy Young in his career. Right now, who would you take? Peak Scherzer... In the run that he's having at the moment, or Pete Kershaw before he got hurt two years ago? Oh, Pete Kershaw, dude. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaning more and more towards Pete Scherzer. As great as Kershaw was, and look, there's a reason every time Kershaw's pitching, even to this day, I say the king is on the mound. But Kershaw, as great as he was, I never felt like with Kershaw necessarily that this guy's going to throw a no-hitter every time out. Well, the only issue with Kershaw is he was never great in the playoffs. But, like, when he had a regular season start, like, he was coming in and he, he you had no chance. I just feel like every time Scherzer takes the ball, he's going to strike out 15 guys and throw a no-hitter. Every single time. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's been he's been ridiculous. Um, he's, I think, listen, I think if the other, those two guys, Bellinger and... Uh, and uh, whatever his name is, Yelich. Yelich weren't going off. I think he'd have a claim to the. I think Scherzer would have a claim to the. I mean, his his pitching run single handedly coincided with the yeah. Nationals becoming relevant. Totally, like they make the playoffs, and like, I mean, it's gonna. I think Bellinger's gonna win it, but like, I mean, he's been Scherzer's literally. You're right. Totally coincided with the Nationals making a little bit of a run here, and every time he comes out, it's seven innings, eleven Ks, no runs, two hits. He's on route. So, Chase, I assume you've seen this stat before, but I saw this the other day. Eugene Ryu 
is on pace to set the record for best K to walk ratio in the league. Even though he had three walks three days ago, who's he going to pass? Single season? Yeah, single season. Right now, Phil Hughes. Yep, Phil Hughes. Yeah, I saw I didn't. I didn't see the tweet, but I knew it was going to be someone obscure, and Hughes always had great control. Yeah, 2014, Phil Hughes. He re- someone tweeted that at him, and he was like, let me have this one and thank for you. Dude, Kershaw's career ERA is 2.42. Oh, it's ridiculous. And he had, like, if you look at his stats, there was, like, seven straight years there where he lowered his ERA every yeah. year. Dude, he was one point. He went 1.83, 1.77, 2.13, 1.69. The 1.77 was the year he won the MVP, right? 2014? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, now for the most arbitrary of all the awards, uh, the manager of the year. Uh, Rocco Bedelli and Chris Woodward having the Twins and the Rangers where they have is unbelievable. Um, but the Yankees have had 17 players on the injured list this year and are the best team in the AL. Aaron Boone is the manager. There. I think they'll give it to Baldelli just because they don't like to give it to Boone. And he's a first-year manager, yeah. Rocco. I, also, I love the fact that Baldelli's got a team doing well. We love Rocco on the show. He's yeah. Rocco. I just hope Rocco can do it in year two because Paul Molitor, you know, Hall of Famer, he took over for the Twins and led them to the playoffs that first year and then was gone two years later. Um, all right, so I'm going Boone. You're going Rocco. Uh, in the NL, I think it's a two-dog race. Brian Snitker of the Braves or Dave Roberts of the Dodgers. You know, it's look, Dave Roberts, man. This I think you got. So I think you got to go, Dave Roberts. This team is so good. I mean, they they've been you know facing injuries the whole season as well, um, and all they've done is exceeded last year and the previous year's win totals. Um, this is a team that's back to back World Series, looking for three straight. Um, you can't fault a guy for consistently leading dominant teams, and for that reason, it's Dave Roberts. I yeah. agree. Um, Rookie of the year in the AL. Brandon Lowe, Jordan Alvarez, John Means of the Orioles, and Spencer Turnbull. I have no idea. Um, I'm going to go when all is said and done. Brandon Lowe is going to win it. He won the All-Star, or he made it to the All-Star team. He plays everywhere for the Rays. Uh, why don't you just agree with Brandon? Yeah, I'll give you that. Sure. All right, but in the NL, you should know all three of these yeah, names. No, these guys I know. Tatis Jr., Pete Alonso, and Mike Soroka. I mean, Fernando Tatis has been pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at his numbers, you got... Soroka, who's got 10 wins and an ERA under 2.5, uh, has arguably been the ace of the Braves. Tatis has a 3.3 war, 14 homers, a 3.27 average, 13 steals. I mean, realistically, as a rookie, can have 30 homers and 20 steals. Yeah. But all that said, Pete Alonso, I think, is going to hit 50 homers, and he's my pick. Yeah, for me too. Game. I mean, like what he's doing is like judge. It's judge law. But this is a historic NL rookie class. Yeah, totally. All right, um, quick hitters. I'm just going to name the player. You tell me where you think they end up or if they stay put. Um, Anthony Rendon. Why don't I ask you this? Because I have no idea. Sure, you can ask me. Where does the name go? Oh, here we go. Anthony Rendon. I think he stays in Washington. I think they agreed to an extension with him. Um, somebody made an interesting point. When they traded Bryce Harper, they had Adam Eden as a backup. There is no backup for Rendon. I think he becomes the new face of the Nationals. Love it. I didn't remember I didn't know him at the beginning of the year. You could give your opinion on some of these guys. Yeah, no. Listen, yeah. I mean, I think that's a reasonable. I think it's a reasonable take. Yeah. I think that like <laughs> he's a stud. They 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 have too many good guys to just blow it up. So yeah, I'm with you. And they still might make the playoffs this year. Yeah. So, Mabo. Braves. Why? I oh, just said this before. Yeah, I just think deep farm. I just think it makes too much sense. It does make a lot of sense. They have the sense. deepest farm system, and arguably of all the playoff teams, the biggest need for an ace. Yeah. You know, even the Twins have Barrios. The Yankees have some combination of like Tanaka. Paxton um, and Herman. Sev, if he comes back, I think it makes too much sense for him not to go to the Braves. I, I think that makes... I'm, I'm with you on that. Minor. Uh, Mike Minor, I think, stays put in Texas. Why? I just think it's another team. They're in the hunt. Um, they got new stadium money coming next year. Next year, I think they're going to be big players for Garrett Cole. 
Why not ride this out and see what you can do? Okay. Worst comes to worst, you fail. You got a ton of money to spend in the offseason. I like it. I like it. Could see him going to the Sox. That sucks. God, I hope not. But I mean, They're scouting him. Yeah. But we'll see, I guess. Stroman. I think Stroman's the guy the Yankees get. I think we make the move with the Blue Jays. He's a Long Island Giles, native. too, or just Stroman? I think just Stroman. I don't think we're going to be willing to give up enough to get Stroman and Giles. Stroman, is he? That doesn't stay healthy, man. It's hurt already. You roll the dice, though. You roll the dice and hope it's not Sonny Gray 2.0. Yeah, he's Sonny Gray an All Star. All Star, yeah. no. I How crazy that. is that? Honestly, good for him. He needed to get out of New York. He wasn't built so for that stadium. Bad. He's a guy. He's like, listen, he's gonna give up the fly balls. And, and the Reds were balls. smart, dude. They hired his college pitching coach from Vanderbilt, Derek yeah. Johnson. They worked with him, and now that three for thirty deal is looking like a bargain. How about Vanderbilt baseball? Unbelievable juggernaut. Crazy. Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith of the Giants, their closer. Uh, to me, if they could somehow get the young guys together, um, I could see him going to the Red Sox. I, not that you want to give up on a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr., but it seems like he's become a little expendable in Boston. And if you can get that deal done, Giants need a center fielder. Um, and I think in doubles and triples alley, he really plays there in San Francisco defensively. Um, so I think Red Sox. Could you see a Bumgarner-Will Smith package going somewhere? That's a lot to give up. That is a lot. Because you're, then you're trading for the best reliever and the starter on the market. Yeah. Well, you're probably right. Zach Wheeler. This, to me, is a total toss-up. I think what you said about the Red Sox before is pretty spot-on. Yeah, I could see the Yankees making a move for him. Uh, but I, one thing I will say is I think he's gone from New York for sure. Uh, Trevor Bauer, the last name on this list, uh, I think he stays put in Cleveland. All right. I want Scherzer to go somewhere. No, yeah, I don't think he's going to. It'll never happen. So, really he single-handedly pitched them into contention. Yeah, he's so good. He's on, he's on my fantasy team. All right, so with a half a season in, we're going to make our second half predictions right here, including our World Series picks halfway through the year. Um, AL East, I'm sticking with the Yanks. Yeah, yep. the Yankees. If it's not, I'll cry. All right, AL West, are we all sticking with the Astros? <laughs> yes. Um, AL Central, this is going to be somewhat unpopular. I picked the Twins to win the division at the start of the year. I'm going with the Tribe to catch them. That's so annoying because I was going to do that, but now I'm just going to do the Twins just to spite you. So <laughs> I'm twins so- are hot. Team's good. They're going to make a move. I don't know. I guess I don't know for who, but they're gonna make a move. They're gonna. They're good. Yeah, I'll stick with the Twins too. All right, and then my two AL wild card teams. Um, I think it's going to be the Rays and the Twins. I think the Red Sox miss out on the playoffs. I think it's gonna be Boston and the Indians. All right, Francona. Who do you have coming out of the wild card game? Boston. All right. Um, to me, if it's Rays Twins, um, I like the Rays in that game. Why? I, I just think you throw Blake Snell, Mike Miner out there with a deep bullpen. I mean, the cho- the Rays are a team that's made for a wild card game. They literally invented the opener. That's true. Um, all right, who do you got coming out of the American League? Wait, who starts a wild card game for the Rays? Uh, I think Carl. Charlie Morton or Snell if Snell turns it around. Snell's or Glasnow if Glasnow's back. Snell looks good all of a sudden. Starting to figure it back out. Yeah. Um, who comes out of the American League? I mean, I want to say the Yankees, but it could very well be the Astros. I'm going to say the Yankees. Yeah. Just because... I think they're going to make a move and they'll get healthy. I think they're the best team in the American League, so I, I agree. Yankees. All right, so we got the Yanks in the World Series. It's oh, going to be electric if they make it. Uh, moving to the National League, I got the Braves coming out of the East. Uh, I like... I'm going to... Yeah, I like the Braves. Sam, your thoughts? Yeah, it sounds good. Nats are getting hot, though, but... But... It's going to be the Braves. All right. They're going to make a move. NL Central, I like the Cubbies to hold on. So do I. I said that before. They have the best pitching. These other teams are scrubs. I like Milwaukee. Do you? Yeah. And then Yelich from the MVP? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they, that, that, that would be Not an unpopular pick. It's a good parlay. Yeah. That is a good parlay. <laughs> we should do that. Sam, what do you think? Um, I'm a little distracted because I still can't go back to my Damn, who are these yet. kids? What? 
I can't go back to my apartment. Sam's got a crazy stalker. Not his crazy stalker, but his roommate's yeah. crazy my stalker. My roommate's ex-girlfriend is sitting in our lobby waiting for <laughs> one of us to get home, and she's been there since 5.15. <laughs> for anybody that's wondering, it's now 9 p.m. Did you call the police? Um, I told my roommate to tell <laughs> our doorman to kick her out. So. You blatantly called the police. That's like what you do. <laughs> what? Not the emergency line. You know, they're like, hey, uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend's waiting for me. She's probably going to kill me. I think she's what did he do? What this guy do? Yeah. We'll talk about it after. That's... It's a long story. <laughs> All right. We want to wrap up the show. Uh, NL West, Dodgers? <laughs> Dude, Dodgers are going to win the World Series this year. All right. Um, NL Wild Card. Um, give me... God, I think it's such a toss-up. But give me the Brewers. And give me the Nationals. And I like the Nationals coming out of the Wild Card game. Nats, Phillies for me. Who do you got coming out of the game? Nats. Mad Max? Yeah. Sam? Yeah. Just right. don't, don't ask Sam's opinion. He's dealing with a potential homicide. <laughs> <laughs> Makes for great on air, though. Um, coming out of the National League... I Yo, think, our boys up! I think as great as the Dodgers are, I'm going to stick with my prediction of the Yankees and the Nationals. I think Scherzer's going to have a mad bump type run, and I think Strasburg and Corbin have enough to back him up. Nah, Dodgers too good. Alright, World Series prediction? Dodgers, Yankees, Dodgers and... I just think the Dodgers are so good, man. I'm sticking with my prediction. Yankees over the Nats in seven. Um, Yankees are winning the World Series. Dude, Yankees were Braves in five. Wow. Throwing it back to the 90s. Yep. And my boy Acuna. And one shout-out I have to give before we end the show. Um, in a disaster of a first half for the Mets, Brody Van Wagen and the Mets GM took the cake um, by ripping the coaches uh, in a post-game meeting saying... Uh, throwing a chair and then telling Mickey Callaway to conduct his effing press conference. Uh, big shout out to the Mets for their dysfunction. Uh, happy home run derby day, guys. Any concluding thoughts? Acuna's going off. He won four sixty nine. There you go. Acuna's going yeah. off. Our bet's looking good uh, with Alex Spector and Sam Beck. My name is Chase Minorski, and this is the Underdogs. Imagine all show. four of us sixty nine. I got my first real six string. Boy, at the five and done. My face.